Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. news coming up here as we get into our second hour. Fred is still off. He'll be back on Wednesday. How about old Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you, Kenny Walsh. He will uh, be back with us on Wednesday afternoon. We're all recovering from a great Thanksgiving weekend. We all agree that it went by very quickly. I would argue too quickly, but that's what happens. But you know what, Sue? We got the Kill Me event coming up Friday. And then, boom, Christmas is going to be here before you know it. It really will. You know, when we first set that up, oh, December 1st. Not so far away. so far away, right? I guess what? It's Friday. Yeah, not so much anymore. All right, you do have Sue's News coming up. I have uh, Charles Lipson from the University of Chicago, one of our regulars, uh, coming up at 425. The Cardinals are about to announce the Sunny Gray uh, signing. He is a free agent pitcher, was most recently on the Twins, came in second in the Cy Young Award voting in the American League. Uh, definitely, if if you go lower than Sonny Gray as your you know prospects here, Aaron Nola got re-signed to the Phillies, got Blake Snell out there. I can't remember if someone picked him up, but Sonny Gray was always one of those names that the Cardinals kind of targeted, so I would say this would be a great thing. Now, the downside is all these guys are relatively old that they're picking up, Lance. How old is this guy? He's 63, Sue, and <laughs> he will, um, but you know what? He's a young 63. I was no, sure. He's sure. He's 34, but Kusamano's going to be at the news conference, and he'll have details coming up. I found this interesting. You know, in the last hour, I kind of went off on my um, my son. My kids were in town, the adult kids, and they are gamers. I was never a gamer. I remember going down in the basement when they were in high school, and there'd be all kinds of explosions and people being shot and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's a different um, mentality, the gamers, if you will. What do you think it is? Just uh, focused on everything yeah. but... I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just going to tell you. I don't get it. Like there mm-hmm. are adults that are gamers. Our friend Kevin Wheeler from down oh, the yeah. hall. He yeah. loves those. It's just not something. Maybe it's because I'm not good at anything, and when I'm not good at things like video games, I don't want to play them. But it's never been my okay. thing. Like I never yes. went. Even when I went to Chesterfield Mall back in the early 1980s with friends that were at the. Um, you know, the arcade or whatever the hell they had there. I, I didn't like playing Pac-Man and stuff You like didn't that. like Pac-Man? No, I just kind of went along like for Pac-Man. the ride. But I bring it up because one, I had no idea, Sue, but one of the issues that gamers have is when they're gaming, you know, you can talk to your, this is one of those things that really does affect uh, society in this sense. The kids, they sit there with their headphones and their microphones on. They don't see real people, right? They don't socialize with people. That cannot be good. So it's like you're working at a fast food restaurant, right? Because you got the headset on. Well, what happens is you're gaming, right? You're playing um, Fortnite. Is that a game? I, I have no is. idea. And you're hungry. So what do you do? Well, you start you start crunching on chips. 
And when you start crunching on chips like Doritos, it's loud. You hear that in your headphones? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. We are professional broadcasters, so we wear professional headphones, yeah. and we hear that crunching sound. So, and this is a true story uh, in the Washington Post this morning. Doritos has created something. I'm not even making this up. Oh, called no. Doritos Silent. It is <laughs> a crunch cancellation software that removes the sound of chewing from voice chat, Zoom, or any call that uses headphones. No way. But it was really created for gamers. Dylan Fashbaugh, who is the uh, lead developer at something called Smooth Technology, which uh, worked with Doritos to come up with this, says, it, well, i got to get this guy in the air. Maybe we should try that. It works on anything that accepts a microphone. Hey, we could use it here. We could eat chips on the air. And we'd have some sort of protection that for the audience. That is so crazy. I don't think it works that way, but we can try. Well, that, you know what this says. This is how many gamers like to eat Doritos while this is, I just said well, Doritos weird. Yeah, you know, I do that too, though. Yeah, and uh, and while that happens, that, yeah, they, they want them to still buy it and not drive everybody nuts. Now, I wish somebody would come up with a silent leaf blower. Oh, that would be good, too, or especially at, like, 6.30 in the morning. Yes. They surveyed more than 3,000 people in this country, in China, in India, Portugal, Britain. They found that gamers like to snack while playing. Yep. But they also think that the sounds of other people snacking is distracting. 90% of the people surveyed in the U.S. snack while gaming, Sue. And the majority said chips make the most bothersome noise. So this guy comes yeah. up with a solution. How weird is that, that there's a solution for something— See, like that. This just proves it is weird that you can come up with anything when motivated by money. I need to somehow uh, make it worth money for a silent leaf blower. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. why they want that's these the kids to continue right. to eat these Doritos or Doritos, how I said it weird. I do say weird sometimes, too, so I'm going to give you a pass on I that. But it is fascinating them. that that's, that's technology. Wow, so wow. whenever you're sitting back and you think of a piece of software that you want to develop, don't think it's too dumb because uh, they may be able to develop it, right? You never know. Nuts. I would have never thought that was even a possibility. But there you go. We're going to start crunching chips here on this show very, very soon, I think. <laughs> these allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any? Comment. We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. <laughs> and now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service. Call 636-674-6446. Well, when Fred gets back, we could determine whether or not he went to a restaurant for Thanksgiving because he doesn't know anything because Marie plans everything and he just shows oh, up. Oh, yeah, he wasn't sure, was he? No. But yours, how was your turkey? Uh, Abby? It was very good. I had two turkeys, and they were both phenomenal. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. How was yours, Mark, from rarely, the corner butcher? Rarely would I describe a holiday meal as absolute perfection, but everything came together. The corner butcher fresh turkey was delicious. We did not overcook it. I give credit to my wife because yes. she was you know, checking the temperature, and mm -hmm. I, I was like, I don't know if it's done already, but it was. The stuffing, absolutely amazing. I did the mashed potatoes and the sweet potatoes. I also made because this is what I do, and I started doing it last year. Remember when I would Mac pick a recipe? Yeah. And I would, well, I made mac and cheese. Yes, mac and like cheese. Like a, a New York Times recipe for mac and cheese, which was really good. Yeah. My daughter liked it. That's the. Well, of course she did. Yeah, everybody yeah. did. Actually, it was it's a rather pasta popular and dish. Cheese. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. What a great year for it. We just had that turkey was really good, the mashed potatoes, and I made mm. a pumpkin pie. Everybody was happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was good. Good. Lots of good eating over the weekend, yeah. for sure. And uh, there was a story out today that said this is the last day you're allowed to eat leftovers, according to somebody <laughs> official. Well, mm -hmm. we're, we're doing some of those tonight. We have very, when you have two kids in their 20s at home with their girlfriends, they kind of go through all your yep. food. 
But yeah, this is. We also do the turkey soup. You know, we kind of created sure. the, uh, the what do you call it? Not the, the broth, stock. The stock. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sue. So we're doing turkey mm-hmm. soup tonight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm not coming to your house. And uh, <laughs> we have on this day and in sweet history, potatoes too. Do you, uh, yeah. uh, we have a lot of music today. That should make you happy. But on this day in history, 56 years ago, that's in 1967. The Beatles released. Oops, a little loud there on the Beatles. Sorry about that, That's Sue. Okay. Was trying to come in soft. Didn't work. <laughs> Apologize to the audience as well. Uh, they released the Magical Mystery Tour, and of course, this song is on there. Hello and goodbye. Well, it's hello goodbye. You say goodbye, and I say hello. There you go. Fool on the hill. I'm the walrus. Strawberry oh. fields forever. I'm the walrus. Might be. It might be my favorite Beatles song. Really? Is that a weird choice? That is a weird choice. Cuckoo Cachoo, that's all i got to say to you, Sue. I do. Uh, I love yeah. that song. I really do. <laughs> that's interesting. Penny Lane, All You Need Is Love. Anyway, all of that came out. 1967 on this day in history. And then, uh, boy, this kind of switches up. But 49 years ago today, oh, yeah, in 1974, Carl Douglas's classic jam, Kung Fu Fighting went gold. Have you heard this, Abby? Oh, yeah. It was in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Of course. Oh, yeah. I love the song. In oh. fact, Abby, if you go and you just Google Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, and my name, you will see <laughs> this song. There's a great feature up there on the YouTube that my friend Tim Christian Everybody put together when I interviewed those guys, and I did a staring contest with uh, Jack yeah, Black. Remember I, remember I showed this. that to you? Mm-hmm. And we used the song in the background here. Oh, I love Without that. Without permission, I think, too. Did you so, crack yeah. first? I have to imagine. Oh, I did. It's Jack yeah. Black. I know. How could sake. I? Jack Black beat me. But it was it was, it was was tension-filled, and you'll see Dustin Hoffman keeping the clock on that for sure. <laughs> 49 years. Years ago, in 1974, this song went gold. Okay, here's what I did not know. Carl Douglas, this is him. Carl Douglas then tried to uh, follow up with Dance the Kung Fu. And uh, yeah, that did not. Uh, sorry, that but, uh, sorry, the top 10. sorry that, uh, that went nowhere. But I find that interesting. Now, Mark sent this to me today because I didn't realize this. Uh, Gene Knight, whose 1971 smash hit, Mr. Big Stuff, Spent five weeks at number one on the R&B charts. It hit number two on the pop charts, but she passed away. Who do you think you are? You know, as iconic as this song is, if you were to uh, lock me in this room and say, the person who produced this and sang this is dead, who was it? I I would not have guessed it. Me neither. Jean Knight, and uh, she passed away at age 80. And this was, I believe, on Stax Records, which you have to tour if you have any interest in this kind of music. Michael and I did. It's fantastic. I believe it was Memphis. Okay, sounds like Memphis, right. And it was really cool. Now, do you remember during the 80s, this song was featured on a commercial. Can you tell me, Mark Reardon? Of Mm. course, Abby, you get a pass. Yeah. (laughs) What it was for. Can you think Uh, about it? I feel it, but I don't remember what it was. Oreo. Oreo Oreos. Big Stuff. Look oh, at that. And then that. Uh, in 2007, it was used in a Papa John's commercial that introed the extra large Grand Papa Pizza. And oh, that's, yeah. Uh, that, so it's had some commercial life for sure. And will probably continue to have I commercial think. life, right? Yeah. That's yeah, good. That's pretty cool. Uh, Tim Allen says there's talk about a, a home improvement spinoff. 
Did you watch that show, Mark? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Didn't the whole country watch that show I for a while? I think so. I mean, that's when we didn't really have a, a ton of options everywhere else. <laughs> that you know, streaming true. options and things like that. That's true. Yes. The show originally aired for eight seasons on ABC. That was from 1991 to 1999. Quote, one of the conversations we've had recently is how weird it would be if the show would be about the kids' kids. Like, if all of them had children and I'm a grandparent, he said. Re, well, home re-improvement or something like that. Tim says he never felt like the story was done, and uh, we'll see if that actually happens. Sounds like there's a little bit more money to be made. Uh, yeah. Is, is Tim hurting is because, accurate. you know, he's got the Santa Claus series on the Disney Channel? I don't know. He did he several did things story? after that. Yeah, and then now they announced that there's going to be a fifth Toy Story, too. Did they? Did that they? came out, I think, last week. By the way, I would say, and I'm just being truthful here, maybe just because I don't remember Home Improvement, but I was quite the fan of... Uh, Last Man Standing, his show after. Oh, Home yeah, I've, I've seen that I a little bit. I think maybe even had eight or nine seasons. You know, they canceled it, I think, on ABC originally, and then it went to Fox, but it was a fun little sitcom. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and the mother was good. I can't think of her name. I the can't actress, either, but, I liked but her she's, quite yeah, a bit. she's yeah. really good. Well, as the holidays approach, uh, we have this story. A mom on TikTok is going viral for planning her third annual gift wrapping getaway at a hotel. She books two nights. And wraps gifts while she watches TV, orders takeout, and gets a break from her kids and wraps all of their presents, and they can't see what they are. Yes or no, Mark Reardon? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about that for sure. I mean, wh- I kind of get it. Yeah, Abby, right. would you? Is that something that appeals? Yeah. Not that you have kids to hide from, but no, I'm that saying. sounds great because I have to hide it from everyone else anyway. So you might as well just barricade yourself, get it all done in one go. It's really not a bad thought, and we do have today's good story, the good news story: two World War II veterans from North Carolina, named Miller Denson and Joe Stroud, just met up after searching for each other for 76 years. They met in the Navy when they were only 17. They were best friends. They're both 96. That's a crazy story. It is. A family friend helped uh, Millard track Joe down this summer. They've been talking on the phone for the past couple months, but they met up in person just last week. And there's a video of it, and their kids were involved, and they didn't live that far apart, but they just... uh, did not cross paths and it's just kind of a happy story sue's news brought to you by mr appliance speedy expert service call 636-674-6446 and since we had beatles trivia today i will do this for today's random fact the piano that freddie mercury played when queen was recording bohemian rhapsody is the same piano Paul McCartney played when the Beatles were recording Hey Jude. Trivia? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know it. what? I like that, Sue. That's a that's a pretty cool little it random is. fact. Did not know that. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. We'll go out in her honor, Jean Knight, here this afternoon. Wrapping up Sue's News for a Monday edition. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I never missed those, Sue, and then I, um, I realized I did not have my phone, and sometimes when I'm trying to type something on the iPad, it's it's a convoluted story, but I basically I, I was totally trying to find it. something that I wanted to Google on the phone. It doesn't even matter at this point, but then all of a sudden I hear Abby yelling, Sue, help me out there, and that's the um, the little Jerry Kelly thing. And you know what's funny? She never even has to tell me, just a little radio insider thing, yeah. she never has to remind me, hey, that's coming up, because my brain is trained. Yes. Had I been sitting in the proper location in the studio, Sue, boom, yeah, wouldn't have been it. dead air, right? Yep. Wouldn't have had to have a chat with the boss if they heard that one. I but hope they didn't. My- Let's go well, with that. I almost guarantee you that they did because they only hear the script. You ever oh, notice right. that? Yeah, it's it's a it, gift. It, yeah, 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 exactly. All right, four thirty. Uh, Sonny Gray is at that news conference. He uh, has signed with the Cardinals. Right-handed pitcher was on the Twins this past season, second in the Cy Young Award voting. Frank Cusimano is at that news conference. He's going to join us here in about 15 minutes. Uh, we have R. Emmett Tyrell from the American Spectator, who's got a book out called How Do We Get Out of Here? It's like a memoir of his. And we'll have Matt Pauly kind of weigh in on the Cardinals' announcements in the next hour as well. Right now, we welcome back to the show Charles Lipson, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at the University of Chicago. He writes for Real Clear Politics, Spectator World, The Wall Street Journal, and many others. He's a good friend of this show. You can find him at charleslipson.com. Charles, how are you? I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I did indeed. Family Thanksgiving with uh, cousins and and so forth. I love those inside radio stories. Uh, do you remember the old Bob and Ray team? Well, yeah, from decades ago. Yes, right. They had a routine. Um, do do your listeners know what an upcut is? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think I do. Of course. Okay, and they had as an inside joke one of their one of their routines began with the guy named Wally Ballou, who would always begin his reports, Lee Ballou here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where where he, you couldn't hear, even hear the whole name because it was like an upcut, right? A- exactly, and I hope your engineer is laughing at that. <laughs> hey, you're assuming we have an engineer. Yeah. That would be uh, modern radio. We don't have those luxuries, uh, certainly in this day and age, Charles. I see. Okay, well, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, but let's talk. You know, the news cycle is is loaded up, and I think we kind of dip out of it a little bit during the holidays. And one of these stories, certainly that's been ramping up the last few days in relation to the Middle East, is hostage releases. But you, you raise a good point in a Spectator column that you wrote today. Hey, what about the American hostages, right? Exactly. I'm just glad we have Jimmy Carter there to help. Um, you know, basically, the 
the problem is this. Uh, the Americans don't have much to give in return. And, uh, you know, they're never going to get these things uh, as just a goodwill gesture. They're only going to get them in return for something. And so what does Hamas want? It wants as long a delay in the fighting as it can get. So the U.S. is putting tremendous pressure on the Israelis to delay the fighting. But if they delay the fighting there, that that's a real problem on the Israeli side. They're in the middle of a war. You can't just say, hey, everybody, let's take off a week for Thanksgiving. Right. And at this point, what what do we know about the numbers? I think I've heard at least nine Americans, right, that are still being held. Yeah, I've heard as many as 12, but that's part of the problem. In fact, Hamas itself may not even know, partly because their communications are a mess right now, and partly because there's more than one terrorist organization there. Uh, There's Islamic Jihad, which is also uh, a terrorist organization, and uh, they may hold some of the hostages, and their their interests may not be uh, quite the same. But this is, I mean, believe me, this is a very serious problem. There is one piece of good news outside of the hostage issue, and that is that uh, people really feared, and and for good reason at the very beginning, that Iran might come in or ask Hezbollah to begin a major war. But so far, Hezbollah has fired some missiles but not really begun a major war. The Israelis have hit back hard at Hezbollah, a very different policy from the way that the Biden administration has responded to missiles that are hitting American soldiers from Iranian proxies. So what what I think I understand today is, and I know the president was working the phones allegedly over the weekend with Netanyahu, Mm -hmm. they've extended this uh, pause, whatever you want to call it, by another two days in an effort to free more of these hostages. Do we know anything about, because I really haven't seen a ton of coverage, Charles, about the hostages who have been released and what that experience was like. Have you? Yes, I've seen some. Uh, Of course, the Israeli papers are doing more of it, and I try to read international papers when there's international news. Uh, But the the basic story, this little girl, the four-year-old, first of all, think about the kind of people who would deliberately kill her parents in front of her, and I think her brother, too. She was covered in blood. Then they take a four-year-old girl hostage. And why do they do it? Because she's Jewish. And she was held in awful conditions uh, and apparently, uh, at least as of yesterday, was not able to talk. I mean, she was so traumatized she couldn't talk. Uh, The 84-year-old woman uh, was in critical condition and had to be helicoptered to a hospital. So those are ones that I do know about. And you have... um and I don't know if this is actually working with whatever this is called, a pause or a ceasefire, but basically rockets are not being you know, flung from one side to the other. Is that essentially what's happening, and they're not doing anything on the ground? That's right. And they're not, they're not going into buildings. They're not uh, doing other kinds of things. But you've got a whole army that's in there. They're vulnerable. It's expensive. The whole economy is shut down in Israel. Um, so they can't let this last for very long. And uh, so that's what kind of remains. You know, you just you mentioned the economy that that's something that no one has really talked about at at all in this. And there have to be some big implications there. Right. I believe that that's right. 
on the good side, uh, Israel is such a strong economy and is strong in areas uh, uh, where the world really needs uh, growth, which is high technology. Um, and that's one of the reasons that a lot of the Arab states have been so interested in uh, warming relations with Israel. Uh, and that's the reason uh, that uh, the rejectionist states led by uh, Iran were so eager to blow up those relationships, especially the one with Saudi Arabia, because that was against uh, the anti-Israel, the rejectionist uh, movement. Charles, let me um, let me drag you into some American domestic politics here, and I want to play some audio I haven't shared this afternoon. One of these sound bites is from last week, and I want to bring it full circle. Our um, our former senator here, Democrat Claire McCaskill, who had a lot of people in Missouri, I think, kind of bamboozled that she was a moderate. She goes on MSNBC and she says stupid things all the time, including something like this. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and and dictatorship. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. Okay, so she lost you there. And then there's this. Now, think about who she might be describing here. She's trying to describe President Trump, not President Biden. But think about what she says for a second. Here. Look at the way Donald Trump behaves. Who is more unstable? Who is the one who, frankly, doesn't know where he is part of the time, doesn't know who he's running against, Biden. doesn't know what what year it is, Biden. doesn't know a world leaders Biden. and what countries they're from. Biden. Um, it is really, if you isolate his uh, comments yep. and look at them objectively, yes. he is the one who is suffering from a problem related to declining ability in later life. Not not Joe Biden. Now, Charles may have passed out in laughter on the floor after listening to those sound bites. Check, checking, one, two, three. I can't even believe that. That second one in particular, I, everything she ticked off perfectly describes our current president. Yep. There was a debate some years ago in, uh, from the uh, in uh, South Carolina, and there was a senator with a very strong Southern accent named Fritz Hollings. I don't know if I you remember, remember Fritz. Oh, yeah, I remember Fritz Senator Hollings. Hollings. Absolutely. So he was in a debate in which uh, somebody accused him of being, I think, too old and asked him <laughs> to take some kind of cognitive test. And he looked at the guy and said, I'll take a cognitive test if you'll take an IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? You know, you win. Uh, frankly, um, it's a serious problem that both men are too old, but uh, uh, Trump has a huge amount of energy. He's really pushing. Uh, he has forgotten a few things uh, people do when they get older. Right, but it's uh, not but even— But it doesn't seem yeah, like—it yeah. doesn't—I mean, I think there are many problems that you could point with Donald Trump, but I don't think that's that's in the top no, ten. No, I would say—I mean, I think Sarah McCaskill was very, very confused. And then one last topic here, because it's starting to get a lot of promotion on Fox. Uh, we have Kilmeade coming in for a great event on Friday, but on Thursday night, Hannity is going to host this debate, Charles, between— Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. 
And I don't know what the end result's going to be. I'm a little nervous just because I think that uh, Gavin Newsom's pretty slick and he's pretty polished. And I'm not so sure that DeSantis has that in his corner. He might be right on some of the issues. But what are your thoughts about that? And does it even matter in the whole scheme of things? I mean, in a different time frame, those could be the guys running against one another. That's true. Let me let me take each person separately. I think what Gavin Newsom is doing is putting pressure on Joe Biden, not on not on the Republican. Yeah, right. And uh, and it's serious pressure. And uh, I think you'll know uh, the fact that David Axelrod, who's been an old friend of mine, uh, we differ on everything. But I mean, I, <laughs> That's I okay, like David. Though. Right. And uh, uh, the fa- he's come out strongly against Biden. Very strongly. But the only person who could really budge a president like this out of the race is if Barack Obama comes out. You know, I, I asked some people that last week. Do you think that there's a scenario where he does a call ever get made? Just a one-hour, Joe. Here's here's the deal. We're gonna get kicked. You know, we're getting our ass kicked even by Donald Trump. Maybe it's time to to move forward into retirement. Does that call take place? It could, but I don't think it moves Joe. I think that the thing that would move Joe in that call is if you don't want to do it gracefully, um, I'm going to do this publicly. That I think is um, that I think is a real problem. Yeah, well, would be a real problem. By the way, I don't trust these polls. Uh, they they may say Donald Trump is is ahead, but anybody who's watched the last uh, three elections after Donald Trump won, Republicans have essentially done poorly in every election, and he's been. Whether he's on the ballot or not, he's really at the top of the ballot because he's the Republicans' leader. And uh, so Republicans are worried. Not It's not just Democrats who are worried here. Republicans oh, are worried, I know. too. But- I know, Charles. Yeah, and, you know, look, I think that the, the scenario to me is just still, it hurts my brain to think that it's going to be Biden and Trump. Now there's some time. There's a window here to have it go in a different direction, but we'll see if that actually happens. Listen, thank you. I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving, and we will talk very soon. Charles Lipson, appreciate it. Great to talk to you, Mark. Cardinals got a new pitcher, Sonny Gray. This one's a pretty good pickup. Free agent signing. They're paying him a lot of money. Kusumano's got details coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, I was a little concerned, truth be told, that Frank was not going to be able to keep his appointment with us because he's at the news conference right. where they are announcing and introducing Sonny Gray. So he's going to join us tomorrow, and he'll make up for it. But I do have a little audio here from the news conference. The Cardinals have signed right-handed starting pitcher Sonny Gray, who came in second in the American League Cy Young Award voting last year. Here's Mo. You know, people may ask, like, why do you sign Sonny Gray? Um, he's a competitor. He's always looking to improve. He's aggressive. He fits this ballpark perfectly. And most importantly, he wanted to be a Cardinal. And here is Mr. Sonny Gray. I mean, Moe's right. I, uh, going into this thing, I wanted to be a Cardinal. Um, that started probably a little over a year ago. Um, it's a place that 
every time I've come here as a visitor, I've um, I've looked at the stadium and I've said, wow, this place is this place is incredible. Um, I looked around the seats and I've seen the fans and the fans continue to show up and they support this team. And then you, you talk around the league and you talk around different guys who have been all over the place and um, everybody raves about St. Louis. Uh, Sonny Gray is 34 years old. If you heard a little, did you hear a little accent there? A little yeah, Southern I did. Accent? What is that? Well, he's from Tennessee, and one of the theories is that the Cardinals were, he, went, he played baseball at Vanderbilt, college baseball. I'm not sure what part of the state he's from, but his parents live there, and it's been, you know, at least rumored, and this makes sense, family. I think sometimes we forget about how players make their decisions like the rest of us when it comes to right. geography Locality, and family, yes. things along those lines. I mean, there's just some players that, you know, uh, Shohei Otani comes to mind. I don't think he'd be likely on a team in the middle of the country because of the Asian market. He's better suited for San Francisco Mm -hmm. or Los Angeles or San Diego. So, But anyway, Sonny Gray making a splash here this afternoon, and it is a good pickup. The the question is, it's a three-year contract, by the way. I think it's about $25 million. Um, It's not enough, and I think they're probably explaining to reporters this afternoon that it's not enough and that more is still going to happen. I don't know if that means building up the bullpen or not, but Matt Pauley is going to basically – Give us all the details on that coming up at 5.30. So I just, th- this is going to be a candidate for audio cut of the day, Sue. I'm just going to tell you right now because I can't, sometimes you see things, and I had to look at this one in particular and think, is this real? Is this really real? And apparently it is. And this involves, hang on here because I lost my, um, I lost my page. Um, there's a guy that went into a, uh, a convenience store to rob the convenience store, right? Oh, okay. And... Dude was killed. Now, this guy had a gun. The, the robber had a gun, right? Armed robbery. That's that's what it means, that you had a weapon. Yeah. He was killed. The family's pissed off that he was killed, Sue, because the store had a gun-free zone policy, and the clerk had a gun. And <laughs> and and they think— <laughs> They think that applies to the clerk? Yeah, listen to this. Siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. So the the oh. audio here is not the best because somebody just literally ripped this from TV. But check it out here. The pair acknowledges it was he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Brackley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue, but they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. Uh-huh. Rochelle and Juan Brackley say their younger brother Roosevelt Brackley was the second of ten siblings killed by gunfire. I still don't believe it. Like at the end of the day, I don't believe my brother is dead. Like. It ain't kicked in. And they're furious about how it happened. Yeah, this is the part you got to hear here. That's not right. Police say a Dollar General clerk shot and killed 23-year-old Roosevelt, who showed a gun and demanded cash Wednesday. So he flashes a gun. He's robbing the place. Dude kills him. Well, uh, if you will, he was bringing a gun to work. Yeah, I don't think the family understands that. Witnesses indicated that the weapon was brandished and pointed at at employees. The siblings recognize their brother's wrongdoing. He got some responsibility, but not all. But they say that still doesn't warrant the clerk's actions. Right and wrong is wrong. That was wrong for that clerk to shoot my brother in the chest. Yes, he's robbing off. Oh, well. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, that's telling. Oh, well. Yes, yeah. he's robbing. That that there sums up so much about what's wrong with this country right now. And 
you know, where did that take place, by the way? I got to think that was in Tennessee. I think I said right. Mm-hmm. I think that was a uh, story from Tennessee. But let's face it, if it was in New York, or if you have Kim Gardner as the prosecutor, the clerk would be prosecuted. Of course, right? It, it wouldn't. He would not be the victim. He would be the criminal. That's the mindset that some of these nutcases have. There you go. Third hour coming up next. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.